then I actually think a bet is reasonable. By going for a bet in this spot, you get even more value. You got a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and then you get a lot. And getting a lot, a big, chunky bet, is way, way better than leaving money on the table. Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little for PokerCoaching.com here today with episode 345 of Weekly Poker Hand. Let's take a look at this interesting spot from High Stakes Poker. If you have not checked out High Stakes Poker, make sure you're watching it. It's a lot of fun. You can watch it at PokerGo.com. Here, Tom Dewan, you all know him, generally loose, aggressive, splashy, battling player, wakes up with a premium hand, ace-king offsuit, that's usually worth a few dollars, you know. He raises it up to 2,500 bucks playing 400, 800. Nice solid play. Falls around to Rick Solomon. He is a uh, adult movie star. He has Jack Eight of Clubs in the small blind. This is a reasonable hand to call. Now look, I think folding's fine. I think three betting's fine. But this is a situation where if you're gonna get loose, you're gonna get splashy. This is definitely a hand that you wanna do with because this hand can make pretty good hands. It can make straights, flushes, two pair, trips, everything. Can even make a straight flush every once in a while. He calls, and then Brandon Steven in the big blind with pocket fours has an easy call as well. All right, flop comes. King, 10, five. Rick Solomon checks, Brandon Steven checks. Around to Tom Dewan, this is a spot where continuation betting is by far the best play. You have the best hand by a mile most of the time. You can definitely get called by a lot of work, worse hands, especially from Rick Solomon, who should have a lot of medium connected high cards. Now look, we know that Rick likes to play a lot of hands if you've watched my previous episodes of Weekly Poker Hand recently. Um, that said, this is still a spot where you want to be betting because if your opponents have a king or a 10 or a flush draw or a queen jack or queen nine, they're going to be very, very inclined to call. If you have any questions at all about continuation betting, and if you don't know if you're continuation betting well, I have a quiz for you. It's completely free for you to take. Check it out at pokercoaching.com slash cbetquiz. That is going to go a long way to making sure that you are not making errors when it comes to continuation betting. Anytime there's a spot that comes up very, very, very frequently, you want to be sure that you are not messing it up. And this is a spot where continuation betting is mandatory. What size should you continuation bet in this spot? Do you know? Well, you should be continuation betting pretty big. And the reason you should be continuation betting pretty big is because whatever your opponents are going to continue with have it has decent equity, and they're not going to fold it to any reasonable bet, right? If your opponent has ace-10 or queen-jack or any king, right? They're just not going to fold to a $5,000 or $6,000 bet here. And that is exactly what Tom Dwan does. He decides, you know what? I only need a little bit of value here. Let's get a little bit of extra value. All right, so Tom Dwan goes for a little bit more value. Rick Solomon with his flush draw. Probably a spot where you want to call. That said, if you wanted to put in the check raise here, I wouldn't hate it. Um, usually the hands that have pretty good equity but lack showdown value are hands that are at least reasonable to consider raising. That said, you don't want to check raise a hand that you don't want to get re-raised off of. Um, however, if Rick Solomon does go pretty big here, like say Tom Dwan bets 5,500 and Rick Solomon goes 20K, yeah, when you get called, you're probably not in great shape, but when you don't get called, you win the pot, which is very nice, and sometimes you spike a flush, right? So I think this is at least a reasonable hand to consider raising. And if you do raise to 20,000 and Tom Dwan makes it 65, you got to presume Tom Dwan's range is going to be really, really strong there. And if you're against a really, really strong range, you just want to let it go. That said, Rick does decide to call. By the way, we are playing really, really deep stacked here. 
440 big blinds more remain in the stack. So a lot of money can go in the pot, which is why I think it's reasonable to go ahead and just check raise this junky flush draw. That said, he calls fine. Turn is the Jack of Spades. Dangerous card, dangerous card. Rick checks. And I wanna ask you, what would you do in this scenario if you were Tom Dwan? Would you decide that you want even more value or would you opt to check it back and then just call any river bets? Take a second, pause the video and write what you would do in the comment section below. Would you check? Would you bet small like 6,000 into the 19,000 pot? Would you bet medium like 13,000 into the 19,000 pot? Or would you bet gigantic like 40,000 into the 19,000 pot? Go ahead, pause the video and write it below. Okay, did you do it? This is a spot where I definitely think Tom Dwan can go for value unless he thinks Rick is going to be especially aggressive. You really don't want to get check raised in this spot when you're Tom Dwan. So what I think you should do is I think you should just try to go to get a little bit more value out of this. Just try to get a little bit more value. Um, so far, I don't think Rick has seemed like the type of player who likes to run too many bluffs. And if you think your opponent is not going to raise you, you, def you get to value that substantially thinner. Really, the worst thing that can happen to you when you have a value hand like Tom Dwan's Ace-King is to bet it and have to fold because then you take all this value and you just throw it in the muck, right? You don't want to throw your value in the muck. So this is a spot where I think Tom needs to bet unless Rick is overly aggressive post-flop, which does not seem to be the case. And um, Tom does go for the pretty big bet, 13,000. I don't think you want to go humongous here. I do think Tom could perhaps go a little bit bigger because... If Rick has a hand like Queen-Jack or King-Queen or Ace-10, he's just not going to fold, right? So I think Tom could probably get away going a little bit bigger. And the neat thing about Tom going bigger is that that makes his range a little bit more polarized, right? And if his range is a little bit more polarized, then Rick's going to be even less likely to raise because you don't want to be raising into a range that should be very, very strong. Um, over to Rick Solomon. Now is it's kind of an interesting spot because even though he improved to a pair, his pair is probably not good, right? So given his pair is probably not good, but he still has lots of equity, I think raising here is also very viable. And the reason I say his pair is probably not good because uh, is Tom would definitely bet the flop with ace-king. Ace-queen may bet it, which now has a straight. Um, King-queen may continue betting. Ace-jack may even throw out a bet. Pocket-queens may even throw out a bet, depending on what he thinks about Rick's range. Like, if Rick's range preflop contains a whole lot of 10x, then you can just value bet with king-queen and queens and whatnot. Um, that said, Tom could have, like, nut flush draw. He could have pocket fours and be turning it into a bluff. Who knows? Old-school Tom Dwan, when he was bluffing like a lunatic, I definitely think the jack-8 could be good here. But against uh, new-school old man Tom Dwan, I think that it's... It's definitely at least a reasonable bluffing candidate. That said, Rick calls. River is the eight of spades. Ooh, what a dirty card. Rick checks. And now Tom Dwan has to ask, how much greed do I have? Am I a greed monster? Because look, this eight is really, really good. And look at all the value Tom's already getting. He's getting pretty solid value. He extracted some value pre-flop, extracted some value on the flop, extracted some value out on the turn. And now the question is, can Rick call a bet with a worse hand? Should Tom go for maximum value? Mm. 
Well, kind of like I said on the turn, if you expect to basically never be put in a tough spot with a raise, and you expect Rick to call a river bet with any king, which remember, Rick could just have random like king six or something, or perhaps even a jack, like ace jack, queen jack, jack nine, or maybe even a 10, like ace 10 or queen 10, then I actually think a bet is reasonable. By going for a bet in this spot, you get even more value. You got a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and then you get a lot. And getting a lot, a big, chunky bet, is way, way better than leaving money on the table. That said, it's hard to get called by worse here. You need your opponent to be an especially calling station-y type of player to justify this. And if you are going to bet, you want to go on the smaller side. Pot's 45,000. Tom does go 15 only. This is a spot where I definitely think that you do not want to go big because if Tom goes very big, like if Tom just says all in or 150K for an overpot bet, some obscene play like that, then yeah, only the better hands are going to call you. But if you are going to value bet, I think this is perfectly fine. As soon as um, Tom made this bet, um, Rick said, man, I thought I was going to be beat, but uh, now that you make this bet, I think I definitely have the winner and I'm about to collect all this value from you. And uh, <laughs> Tom, Tom says the F word. And Rick says, yeah, I'm never folding this hand. So um, gets back around to Rick. Obviously he has to call here. I say, obviously it's a, actually an interesting spot because if Tom did happen to go very big here, Rick's hands again, just the bluff catcher. But whenever Tom goes this 15,000 size, I think Tom's going to have a whole lot of hands like aces, king, ace, king, king, queen. That's getting a little bit greedy little bit greedy and this time the greed got the best of him and the money went over to rick solomon fun hand this is a spot where i think tom duan played it great until the river and even then the neat thing about this spot is that tom duan could have played it great on the river this may actually be the right play but every once in a while you get punished notice here that rick solomon if he has jack eight very easily could have jack nine or queen jack or ace jack right and those hands probably call too. So this is a spot where you have to be very not results-oriented. A lot of people look at this and think, oh, he had the worst hand. He got called. Clearly a bad bet. But mm -mm -mm. poker is not that easy. Turns out poker is actually a pretty complicated game. So that's going to be it for today. If you enjoyed this video, do me a favor. Click the like and subscribe button below. That goes a long way to helping the YouTube robots know that you like my work. And if you don't like my work, well, there's plenty of other content on YouTube that you can enjoy elsewhere. You only have so much time in life, so you might as well do it. Spend it doing things that you enjoy. Good luck in your games. Have a great, great day, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for taking the time to watch this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want more strategy lessons, preflop charts, and interactive quizzes, make sure you get your free membership to PokerCoaching.com right now at PokerCoaching.com free. I'll talk to you next time.